what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, e-commerce. Is this how you'll be buying your Girl Scout cookies in the future? Our main topic today, you're ready to hire your first employee. What's it going to cost you? What do you need to do to make sure you're doing it right? We're going to be joined by Sarah Jenkins from Paychex to help walk you through it. And finally, we're going to wind up with our regular Small Business of the Month feature, where we're going to highlight some businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm co-host and director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who's dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, Merry Christmas. How are you doing today? Merry Christmas. And you know how I'm doing. Little stress getting ready for Christmas. Little stress getting ready for Christmas. We're, we're taping this about. We're taping this a week before Christmas. It's it's the end of the semester at the community college, and and when you're the dean, I think that that, that gets you a little extra stressed. Yes, it does. Trying to make sure we get all the final grades in for the students and uh, to shut see, down the semester. So who's been naughty and who's been nice? That's exactly right. So I have some instructors that have been very nice, and I have some instructors that. Little naughty. Okay, but you know, we hopefully we can bring them around before Santa arrives. Absolutely. So that's good. So uh, and and how you got your shopping done? You, you haven't even changed? started. Haven't even started. That's we have five days, don't we? I think we actually have seven days. Seven days. That's so true. I think the stores will be open this Sunday. Okay, that's cool. So you got that going for you. So and and that's a great segue, Gary, because Thank you, you know, I was looking. I, I you know, we always talk a little bit about some articles or things that cross our desk, and I saw one that was interesting. And I was looking at uh, some of the information about retail sales on Black Friday, which were down pretty significantly. The retail mm-hmm. sales were down 11%. When I say retail, I mean in-store right, sales. exactly. But uh, part of that is because online sales are exploding. I know, I as, know. As somebody might say, they're huge. We can't look at Black Friday sales anymore because the sales before... Thanksgiving, and then of course with everything online, you got to have to come with a different metric to look at how well Christmas sales are doing. So, from a small business perspective, you know, more and more stuff is sold online. Or small business, big business, uh, and and I found a very interesting article, and, and unbeknownst to me, because my daughter has moved out of the Girl Scouts. She used to be a Girl Scout, but Girl Scout cookies are now being sold by Girl Scouts uh, online. They've got an e-commerce platform on the web, plus they have apps that help them sell. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. That's interesting because we had bought our seven or eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies already, but it was from a young girl that went door-to-door, which we don't have many door-to-door sales anymore because well, she's from our church. Well, and, and this well, this was the first year that they they did this, and, and I, uh, I was reading this article about it, and one of the issues is they're a little concerned about uh, kids going online, and so it's got to be really controlled by parents and whatnot, but... They sold, uh, I'm looking, two and a half million boxes or $10 million worth of Girl Scout cookies online this year. Wow. And so they talk sort of about, hey, if you were starting an online business in, the, in their first year, starting a new business, your first year you did $10 million, that's, that's generally, we would consider that a success. I would say that's a pretty big success. So uh, Girl Scout cookie sales are actually going down. 
but uh, they, they were actually projecting a 6% decrease in Girl Scout cookies, but they only had a 1% decrease this year, and they're attributing a lot of that because of the online sales. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. So, so. I mean, everybody's doing things online. So. Now that I know that, I'll have to cut the young lady that comes to my uh, door and say, sorry, I bought them online already. Well, well she could set up her own <laughs> website. She might be uh, allowing you to buy online well, there next you go. year. So, okay. I mean, and, and they also talk about how it's helping... Uh, uh, the, the Girl Scouts learn about entrepreneurship I was say, understand and online that, sales. So, that makes you know, sense. It start, starts early. Can I ask you a quick question? You may. Because last month you talked about Small Business Day. Mm-hmm. And was that a Saturday? It was Small, small Business Saturday. Small Business Saturday. And do we know how they did? They did. It was huge. It was great. It was huge? I, yeah, I don't have numbers, but I'm sure it was huge. It was great. huge. That's what I, okay, that's what I was hoping. My, my friend Donald Trump tells me it was, it was huge. <laughs> huge. So anyway, uh, this goes to show you, you know, everyone's going e-commerce. You know, when you're dealing with old people like Gary and I, it takes us a longer time to adapt to that. But hopefully you're, you're staying ahead of the curve and adapting as you go. So. Well, or that you have children like mine that give me the website and the, all I have to do is click on the, uh, the link so I can go to exactly what they want me to buy them. Yeah. Anyway, so I, we, we hope everyone's out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we only have a week till Christmas. You know, I, I know Amazon Prime and certain, uh, certain places you can still order online and get your goodies, but uh, you might have to venture into stores to finish up your Christmas mm-hmm. shopping. So anyway, we hope you're having a good season. Let's go to uh, – let, let's bring our guest into, into the conversation. And, and uh, Sarah Jenkins is joining us. Uh, she works for a company called Paycheck. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us on the Entrepreneur Exchange. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, our, our topic today. Is you know, we're, we're you know, a lot of businesses are at that point where uh, sometimes uh, they've been using contractors and they're getting to a point where you know, should they have full-time employees? Should they have contract employees? And they're ready to have uh, to hire their first full-time employee, and they have to make that leap. But it can be somewhat of an expensive leap. But let's start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about paychecks and what they do? Okay. So I'll probably kind of take it into, like, little different steps. So we'll start with, I would guess, just you want to say, like, when they start their hiring their first employee, of what they can expect and what they should obtain in order to do that. Is that what, how you want to start? Yeah, we can talk, we can talk about that. And, uh, you know, and, and why, why don't we start that way? Okay. So, so can you please sit down for just one second? Okay. Thank you. So, um, there's about five different items in order to one, start your business and then hire your first employee. Uh, one, you want to attain your, and I'm going to try to make this as fun as possible. This is a <laughs> kind of a, not the most fun topic, but we'll try to make it a little exciting. Very important for you. one, though. Um, <laughs> it is very important. You need to acquire your um, EIN number, so your federal identification number. Mm-hmm. That's the first and foremost. In order to do that, you can do it on the. Uh, can you hear me? No, oh, yeah, we're good. And, and, and it looks like you you have administrative support today. You're, I, you know, I do. And, and I just, do. Is this for our listeners? You know, uh, you, know, I, you know, legally, I don't know if she can work. So, well, well gonna we're going to pay her the same thing that we're paying you today. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Um, so you want to obtain your federal ID number. Uh, the second one is you just you want to get the state number. Now this is all going to depend on what state you have. There's there could be two different numbers. There could be one number. So you want to make sure you get that state withholding number and the state unemployment number. Um, you're going to want to get your um, employees W-4s and I-9s. You can obtain all of this information from irs.gov or you can um, obviously um, inquire through somebody like me and I can help you out with that. Um, you also want to set up your workers comp. Now that's huge. Um, depending on which state you're in, um, obviously we're going to focus on North Carolina because that's where I am. Um, but coming from California, like I did, you have to get workers comp immediately when you hire your first employee. Okay, so um, in North Carolina, you have to have three employees, and then you're required to get the workers comp. And, After that, and and, that, and workers comp is something that you can secure through insurance carriers, and you know, and you, you don't you don't go to the state for that, but you have to have it for the state. Exactly. Um, you can get it through yeah, your insurance agent. Uh, Paychex has their own um, insurance agency, so we do what's pay as you go, which is extremely uh, beneficial um, because then there's no audit at the end. Workers' comp is a very um, kind of like a it's a very hard point for a lot of uh, small businesses because depending on what the nature of your business is, it could be very expensive <clears throat> and very tedious at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's, those are the five things that you really want to focus on in the beginning of obtaining. Get your federal ID number, get your state numbers, get your workers' comp, and get those W-4s going and your I-9s. Okay. And then it comes into the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, you're, you're, you're hiring your first person. You're, you're, you're graduating from contract employee to, to full-time employee. You're, you've, you're now getting – you're starting to drown in paperwork. Yeah, you've got you've got all this stuff that you can do, but it's you know there there's some challenges to it, and particularly if you're like it's been you and a few other employees, and now you've got this administrative burden. So now, I'm, I'm you know let's we'll assume that I can figure that out. I don't know if I can, but we'll assume that we can figure that out. So now, what's it going to cost me from a from a dollars and cents perspective? I mean, you mentioned. Work, workers' comp. I, I guess one of the issues that people don't always recognize when they get into it is, you know, they're going to be paying some more money when it comes to payroll taxes and, and whatnot. So, what? Any any yeah. ground rules for what they should be expecting? Yeah, um, and this is. I mean, this has happened to me multiple times. I, you know, I set up, you know, a company that they know they need to put their employees on payroll, and I walk them through the process of like, hey, listen, this is going to be. It's a very different circumstance now, and this mm -hmm. is what you have to pay. Um, I'll try to make it as simple as possible. Um, basically, the employer can at least expect to pay 10 to 13 percent of those taxes. Um, and that being said, I usually walk through a process of what the employee can expect to come out of their paycheck and what the employer can expect to pay on their behalf. Now it gets complicated because if the employer doesn't calculate it right, they need to make sure that the IRS wants to make sure that they make up for that number. Um, so basically, in a short form, um, you know, the employer is responsible for Social Security, Medicare, uh, federal unemployment taxes, state unemployment taxes, and depending on which state you're in, there's also training tax that can be involved in it. Um, all of those numbers. It really depends on 
what the state unemployment rate is. So in North Carolina, a new business can expect to pay 1.2%. But that's a controllable tax, right? So it can go up or down. It depends on whether or not there's been fraudulent claims, things like that, um, against their state unemployment number. But for a new business, you can expect about 13% for employer taxes. And that that includes social security, social security, Medicare, all that stuff. You know, when when you say thirteen percent. Yeah. So basically, with um, yeah, with the social security and Medicare. So the government wants, and the social security wants a total of twelve point four percent, right? All right. The employer, they don't care how they get it, but the max the amount they can get for the employee is six point two percent. So if the employer miscalculates that number and only charges them 5.4% or something for the employee, they have to make up that number. As long as the government gets 12.4%, they don't care where it comes from. So you want to make sure as an employer, you're calculating it right so you don't overcharge yourself. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but but also the issue that I'm not sure people always recognize when they're getting into it is, number one, you have the requirement of withholding some of that from your employee's paycheck. And number two, you have to pay some of it. You're, you're, the, yeah. the company is responsible for paying a, a piece of it. So, you know, if, if we're to use round numbers, you have right. an employee you're paying $20,000 to. Uh, in addition to that $20,000, you're going to have to pay 6.2% just into Social Security, assuming you did the right calculation. Could be more. Right. So that's, right. that's, that's and, over and above and, salary. And then it comes, yeah. Once you do all of the taxes and assuming that you're doing it right, then comes the difficult part of paying them on time, right? Right. So you've got all these taxes. You've got your 941s that you pay 12 to 52 times a year depending you, quarterly. You've got your annual 940 forms. You've got your state forms that you've got to do. So there's just a lot of things that you have to be responsible for as an employer when it comes down to paying your employees. And I think that's where you're going to get the benefit of outsourcing it, especially when you're new. So you can go, okay, liability is off my hands. I feel comfortable enough to, I, I don't know enough about hiring my first employee. Let me outsource it to a company. So, so typically, is uh, the IRS pretty cool if you screw up these taxes or do they, do they ever get upset? What's that? Typically, does the IRS, they pretty cool if you mess this stuff up and let you oh, slide yeah, for a while? Yeah, or? They're, they're really nice. They really care about you a lot. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, come on. Yeah, um, and that's another thing. There's about um, 8 million penalties a year that the IRS um, goes against small businesses. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to get too into I mean, I, I love my company and I love what I do. But at the same time, this is why Paychex started the way they did because they realized that small businesses needed the help that they did because they didn't know they were getting so many penalties. So that's why they took it off their hands and said, Hey, we can help you out. And we help anybody from one to gosh, 10,000 employees. Well, I always hear about taxes to IRS or the state. If you have trouble money wise, that's not where you want to take the chance of delaying your payment or not paying taxes because they have the biggest hammer uh, as opposed to a vendor or somebody like that. Yeah. 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 So so I so I guess the, our, the IRS does not care. And I'll give you an example. I, I'm sorry, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. Um, my father, and and this is interesting why I got into it. But my father owned his own small business, 
and um, had my aunt do the payroll taxes and she didn't really know what she was doing. And let me tell you, he got penalized quite a bit, um, unfortunately. Um, So it kind of comes dear to my heart to be like, okay, yes, like, you know, for the fraction of a price to keep you in compliance. And that's basically what we're trying to do. It's worth it to, to give it to somebody that has been in business for a while and knows what they're doing. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. So, so tell us, tell us a little bit about you know, you know, paychecks as a payroll service, you know, and, and I'm sure there are other ones out there, but just in terms of giving us an example of the type of services that paychecks provides, or, and I guess other payroll service folks provide, you know, yeah. what, what sort of what sort of services do you provide, your company provide to a small business? Is it is it strictly payroll, or are there other ways that you yeah. that you guys provide assistance? Yeah, no. Um, Paychecks has, you know, their bread and butter um, started out with payroll for that amount of time. And then as we've grown, we realized that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're hiring your first employee to you're growing extremely um, fast and you need help. So we've kind of, we've gone to a, be more of a human capital management company. So we're helping um, employers anywhere from the applicant tracking, onboarding of the employees, all the way to the separation of employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that being said is because we realize that payroll is where you need to stay compliant, but also the HR side of things, where companies that have maybe, let's say, even five employees, especially with the millennials, you're looking at people that are very, employees that are very savvy in what they um what they, I guess, can get away with and what they can't get away with. So we help with um, employee handbooks. We can help, um, you know, from anything 401k administration, health and benefits. And that goes into the fact that we are helping um, businesses that get over that 50 mark with the um, ACA reporting, the ESR, um, you know, just to make sure that there's no penalties across that. So they can outsource it to us and we'll make sure that we do the reporting on their behalf. You just made a comment about ACA and that's a very important part of businesses uh, and organizations working with the employees full-time or part-time. Could you talk a little bit about that? Are you giving some guidance on the ACA? And say what it is first. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, that would be a good idea. It's the Affordable Care Act. Um, yeah, and we are taking care of the employee shared responsibility, a part of that. So um, what the government is looking at, it's always changing. Like, nobody really knows. Um, I know that uh, Paychex, we have feet in Washington, keeping up with all the laws. We have a whole department in Rochester, New York, that's dedicated to this because of everything that's changing with the laws. Um, you can't really keep up with it. Um, I know... I handle the small business side of it, so I handle from one to 49 employees, so I, I know very, um, I don't know as much as uh, the other MMS reps, I guess you can say, but what we do know is that if there's employees that are qualified 30 hours and above, and they tally up to that 50 employee mark, 
they are considered an applicable large employer, meaning they have to get insurance, affordable insurance for their employees. Now, this is when time management is going to be huge because that will be counting. So if they don't have a um, time clock in place or anything like that and they're not calculating the overtime right, then how do we know if they're going to be in compliance with that and the government isn't going to care? So, and that's another reason why you want to, you just want to have all your ducks in a row when it comes down to it, because um, these penalties are huge when it comes down to it. If you're not offering your employees benefits and that are affordable at that. And, and as far as counting towards 50 employees or 49 employees, is that people that work 25 hours a week, 30 hours a week, or is there some sort of threshold? <laughs> 30 there? hours is um, an equivalent of a full-time employee, 30 hours a week. Um, and this is what's great about if you come on board and you're kind of hitting that mark, whether or not it's 40, 43, 44, what we do is because we have the hours of the employees, we make a list of like, okay, wait, are they hitting that 50 mark where they're, they're getting close? Mm -hmm. So we, we're monitoring it and watching it, and that way we can say, hey, you've got to get on to this report. Okay. So... Um, again, uh, we have a whole team that's based on that. Um, if you guys need more information, I can definitely guide you in the right direction for that. Well, it sounds like your role with paychecks is, is really more you know, technical in that, that you're figuring a lot of this stuff out and helping companies figure this stuff out and assisting them in that. You know, as far as do you ever get into the guidance of for a small business hiring the, the right employees in terms of any of the qualitative type things in terms of what people are working for? Is that out of your is that out of your bailiwick? <laughs> um, yes and no. I can I can guide them and then basically kind of hand it off to our HR partner, um, they, they have a lot to do with that. I really focus on the um, payroll side of it and to make sure that to set up those small businesses on that. But my role has grown so much more in the fact of letting them know and asking them questions like, how are you hiring those employees? How are you bringing them board? Where are you finding them? Is it referrals? Is it online? Um, do you need help with that? And so um, once we do kind of figure that out and the needs of that um, potential um, customer or client, then I can go, okay, you know what, you probably need to talk to our HR partner who can guide you of, you know, because training employees is expensive. So you want to be able to retain your employees. You want to be able to keep them. You don't want to train them. And then all of a sudden they go to, you know, another business and then you realize, okay, so how do we keep those employees? Well, let's see, let's, let's offer them 401k or health and benefits to see if we can keep them long enough. And that's when I kind of hand it over and realize, hey, maybe you need to talk to somebody that can help you a little bit out. I guess it's always it's always a little bit scary for a new business when they're hiring their first employees, and that you know that guess what? Now that's that's fifty percent of your workforce. I just hired my first person, so it better be the right person. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's, right. That's and we definitely, I mean, and that's the thing, um, and why I feel really fortunate to be in the position I am is because we are growing to that. We're helping. We're not just doing hey. We've got the payroll. Here's all the taxes that we're going to take out for you, and we'll do it correct, and we'll do it right. But, hey, what about the other aspects of it that you need help with? And that's when if you hire somebody that's going to do that for you, I mean, that's going to be really expensive. So for the fraction of the cost, we can keep you in compliance with that. Yeah. 
So you guys provide a pretty valuable service, and uh, you, you know, from you, you know, of course, one of the issues that small businesses are always concerned about is is cost and managing right. and managing cost. I mean, is this, right. you know, and, and I suspect uh, that your services. You know, there, there's not one fee. It sort of depends on what sort of services that you're going to be providing. I mean, any right. any guidelines that you can provide for people that if they're considering payroll service, right. outsourcing it, any guidelines they should be thinking about in terms of what it's going to cost them? Yeah, um, you know, and I think that's, I mean, you kind of hit it right on the, the nail on the head because it just depends on what they need. So if I'm going to meet with a one man person, for example, like I'm still going to go through their needs of where they think they're going. Are you going to grow? Do you just want to stay with one person? Do you, you know, and then I'm going to kind of analyze that and be like, okay, let's start with you with the most basic, basic package. And then once you grow, we can add these products into it. Okay. I'm not going to go in and say, Hey, you're going to grow to 10 in like, you know, a let's say 30 days, let's go ahead and put you on the biggest package. No, let's grow with you. Let's start with the payroll. This is what we can do. Um, our basic payroll package, it, it comes with the new hire reporting that will report to the state, direct deposit, tax pay, um, you know, report writing. The employees can have access online. So it comes with quite a bit. And depending how often you're paying them, that's when the cost is going to be. And I know um, – a lot of people have questions regarding how often they should be paying the employees. Mm -hmm. In North Carolina alone, they don't have any requirements for that. So it's up to the employer of how often they want to pay. Now, obviously, waiting a, you know once a month, depending on the role, it's kind of hard to wait once a month for your paycheck. So um, I would say either biweekly or semi-monthly would be the norm. Um, however, there's no rules against it. In California, if you had an hourly employee, you have to pay them at least twice a month. It's a requirement. It, no questions asked. I think they pay us annually at this point in yes. time. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, well, you know, you're basically, are, are you retired or no? No. It's on an avenue. <laughs> we're, not as, we're not that old yet. Come on. Come on. <laughs> well, so. well, Sarah, we very much appreciate you enlightening us and sharing some information with us if people want to find you and they want to find paychecks where should they be looking online uh they're going to contact you jeff of course <laughs> there you go <laughs> or or they can I, I assume paychecks has a website somewhere what's their website yes it's uh, <laughs> they can just look up paychecks it'll go um just paychecks.com they'll reach it right there it's um, paychecks p-a-y-c-h-e-x am i correct it's not yes that's yes. that's exactly Very right important. not it's the actual spelling. paycheck yes because no, uh, yeah and if people want to find these sarah jenkins i guess they go to paychecks and look in hickory north carolina and they'll find you <laughs> or linkedin or uh facebook or no um it's just uh sarah jenkins um you'll find me actually you would be the best resource to be honest with you jeff wow. um or my email. <laughs> well, and uh, you know, people can find us at the at the uh, e exchange at the mesh TV. That's where they can email our show. And if you email us, we will definitely help you find Sarah Jenkins, and she's she might save you some money and maybe keep you out of uh, IRS prison and whatnot. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. always well, helpful. Well, I hope that was helpful. Well, it, it was helpful because uh, you're, you know, it's, it's a very important issue that if people don't do right, they, they're going to have a lot of headaches. 
And tell people if I meet with them, I try to make it again as fun as possible to talk about it. But know that this is very important to do. Well, well, you're. I I believe that we we've had a lot of fun conversations about it, and you've made a you you you've shown me that you can make a pretty dry subject. Uh, you know, yeah. And I don't know if I say fun, but at least you know you know palatable. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, at the end of each of our podcasts, we we always talk about uh, small businesses that we've come across or worked with. And, and Sarah, yeah. you have one that uh, you'd like to share with us that uh, you'd give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, I actually just uh, recently set up Fork, a restaurant in Hickory, uh, North Carolina on payroll. They're brand new. They opened about five, six months ago. They have amazing food. The owners, uh, Sean and Erica, are fantastic. And so if you're in the area, please uh, show them your support and come in and say that, uh, you know, Jeff, of course, and Sarah Jenkins brought you there. <laughs> I, think, I think they might know Sarah Jenkins more than they know Jeff. So and it's, it's Fork, I believe <laughs> it's spelled probably true. F-O-U-R-K. Am I, is that how you spell it? F-O-U-R-K. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the fork that you eat with, but there's an extra U in there. Yeah, and, you know, a little fancy. It's a food with a twist. Well, and, and and actually, I I have eaten there, and and I I, I can recommend it as well. They're they're yes. they're very good. So yes. very cool. Well, so anyway, so Fork Restaurant in Hickory, North Carolina, from Sarah. So thank you for that, Gary. What is your small business of the month? Well, thanks, Jeff. My small business month is another specialty food business. I know you're surprised. Now we we want to take care of your stomach. Gary. There you go. Evan Fox and James Remy created Yeasty Boys. Food yeasty. truck, yeasty, yeasty, not yeasty, yeasty. Okay, yeasty. And they get up every day before dawn making New York City-inspired bagels. Minutes after they swig a beer. They swig a beer? Yeah, believe it or not. And when they wake up? Yep. Um, our kind of people. <laughs> they open I their, find this place. There you go. They service uh, their customers, and they become charismatic showmen after they've had a beer wow. at 6 o'clock in the morning. I, you should see Sarah after she has a beer. Okay. Oh. I, I, no comment. Okay. <laughs> and then they get in this rapid fire back and forth between their customers, and they call themselves the Bagel Lords. The Bagel Lords. Yeah. Their signature is the Game Over, which is offering a bagel that's basically like your bacon, egg, and cheese but they add a little spice to it uh, and a jalapeno spread to give it that little punch. Okay. And then after a few hours, they're out of bagels. They started this in their kitchen in Hollywood after they had uh, gone to New York City to try some things out. They were uh, bartenders, and then they changed after being in New York City to come back and say, hey, we're going to make it. Uh, the bagel business explode in California. They're going to be a brick and mortar, but then they decided that the best way to grow their business was through a food truck. And that is how LA's first bagel truck was born. All right. And so, we're looking forward to taking a trip out there to see if we can find their truck. So, so the Yeasty Boys, they're in Los Angeles, they're drinking beer in the morning. That's, that's, that's hard for me to swallow, pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, beer and bagel uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, but they appear to be doing very well with it. Probably doesn't work in every market, but I suspect in Los Angeles you, you can probably yeah, find I your niche. you're probably getting people uh, just coming home from a good night out at the All right. parties. My, my small business of the month is a little bit closer, uh, a little bit perhaps calmer. Uh, Club Canine. Uh, in Granite Falls, North Carolina, cool. is a doggy daycare center, 
And they were a finalist for Business North Carolina Magazine's Business of the Year. And they were actually written up in, in uh, uh, Business North Carolina Magazine recently. Uh, they started in 2006. Uh, their owner is uh, Tracy Whiteside, who was a dog trainer and, and wanted to do more and uh, opened her own doggy daycare back then. Uh, and it's expanded. Uh, last year, they expanded their operation, uh, invested over a million dollars. They can now take care of over 85 dogs at a time. They do lodging, they do training, they have a day camp, they provide grooming, uh, and uh, it's just a really cool business. And they've now got over, they now have 13 positions. Uh, and their sales are estimated to be around $700,000 a year uh, coming up. So they've created this really big business in Granite Falls, which is just uh, sort of a hop, skip, and a jump from us here in Hickory. And, uh, and also I'll give a little shout-out to our friends at the North Carolina Small Business and Technology Development Center, Byron Hicks, who has been working with them and, and providing assistance to them and, and help them grow. So uh, way to go, SBTDC and Byron and uh, check out Club Canine. If you want to find them, you can go online at myclubcanine.com and you can read about them. They're also big promoters of nutrition for dogs and uh, they talk to owners, and I guess they talk to the dogs too, about the importance of avoiding chemical preservatives and food coloring and byproducts. So uh, um, that's that's my small business. Well, I've actually had firsthand experience with them because I have a troubled dog. You have a troubled dog? Troubled dog, and he Probably too many beer and bagels in the morning? It could be. Some of the food that I've given him to test from yeah. some of our small business clients. But he doesn't do well with... He's a rescue puppy, and so he doesn't do well in boarding. And I talked to them, and they, they actually were going to come up with a game plan to help me uh, build him to where he could... Uh, interact with... Interact with, with folks. With the other dogs? Yes, exactly. Right. So I've heard very good things about him. Tell you the uh, the pet industry, you want a lot of lot of money out there with the pets. You know, exactly. people uh, people will spend it on the pets when, you know, you might not the mother in law might not get a good gift this Christmas, but your pet, you know, they're going to get taken care of. So there you go. I'm going to give a gift certificate to my dog Deacon. Your dog Deacon. Your, your dog's name is Deacon. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a Wake Forest guy. That would be All it. Right. <laughs> anyway, well look. Sarah, we very much appreciate you joining us today for the Entrepreneur Exchange, and we look forward to uh, catching up with you after the holidays. We wish you the best for the holidays. Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks thanks to Sarah. Thanks to Paychex. Thanks to The Mesh, our our host in The Mesh uh, uh, series of podcasts. And if you want to download us, you can go to themesh.tv or subscribe at iTunes. And if you want to reach us, you can email us at e-exchange at themesh.tv. We look forward to talking to you again next month. Have a good holiday. Everyone have a great holiday. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.